What's going on, world? It's your boy, leftunsaidpod.com, coming back at you with another podcast, recap, review, after show, whatever you want to call it. But it's just my little take on, you know, suits, you know, summertime, everybody's relaxing, want to say happy holiday to everybody, happy 4th of July, you know, hopefully you guys have a good and productive weekend, be safe out there. But um, before you get the holidays started, you know. Let's go ahead and get into what actually happened this week on Suits, okay? Um, it was a it was a good show. Um, scale of one to ten, I give it a strong seven. I give it a strong seven. Um, you know, let's hop right into it. Obviously, we have Rachel's father. I'm gonna just call him Papa Bear because you know Papa Bear is always gonna be Papa Bear. And here we have dinner, which is never really dinner when it comes to them. Every time they get around the meal, there's always some type of friction going on. So, you know, we have Papa Bear and Baby Bear. So we have Rachel and her father sitting, having a nice little casual dinner when he drops a bomb on a talk. And when I say a bomb, I'm talking about the prenup, which to me doesn't seem like a big deal in their bubble and in which they live because it's like okay you know her father is wealthy i don't think they're rich beyond their means but they're wealthy you know what i mean and papa bear just wants to make sure that baby bear is taken care of and she took it pretty well she understands you know she's going to law school she understands you know the legal side of a marriage she's just not sure she wants to start her marriage off that way so i never thought it was going to be a huge big thing um, <clears throat> I might be hopping around uh, during this podcast, but let me just go ahead and knock that out the park with this prenup thing because it wasn't. Mike saw it. He said, hey, look, I understand, but you got to understand I love you for who you are. You know, obviously they have a very, very good, healthy relationship. They're not worried about any financial things happening. I mean, shit, Mike has an apartment which he owns. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has a great paying job. And Mike has always been the type of person to land on his feet. So, you know, she went to Jessica, the Obi-Wan, as I've stated before, the office is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she went to her with relationship advice, which I thought was, mm, I don't know. I, I don't think Rachel and Jessica have that mother-daughter relationship or either friendship. It's more like, I'm the boss. You're my employee. And I didn't even know Jessica knew about the marriage anyway. So when she saw the prenup, she didn't really have like this response like, oh, congratulations, you're getting married. So I guess it's a well-known thing in the office that, you know, they're getting married. But Jessica's advice was, hey, this is not the way you want to start off a relationship. Rachel heated and basically it looks like there's not going to be a prenup. So like I said, did I ever think it was going to be a huge issue? No. Was it a huge issue? No. Did they put it out there in the open? Hey, look, we're doing this for real. I'm really all in. You're all in. Yeah, whatever. I really could have overlooked that whole thing. But I guess it had to happen in relationship to the fact that they are getting married. And, you know, Mike's a fraud. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that... I don't know. I just have to continue to say that because it seems like everybody on the show forgets that Mike's not really a lawyer or they know it, but they don't care. And in the last 
two episodes, they're like, hey, look, we stretched this out. This is season five. Everybody knows he's a fraud. We can't really go anywhere off that character arc anymore. So let's see what other new issues we can bring to the forefront for these characters to overcome. And ding, 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 Mr. Jack Soloff. And I think that's how you say his last name, Solo Off. That's a really odd name, Solo and Off put together. Okay, but Jack is that attorney, one of the senior attorneys that Jessica was talking about last week that was kind of knocking on Harvey's door like, hey, listen, I have a problem with this guy. And Jack, we spotted out who he is. He's a scruffy-looking rabid lawyer, you know? Seems like when he sniffs out a bone, he can't let it go. When he puts his mind to something, he's very, very persistent. You know, I've, we've never seen this guy around, even as a background character. But let's see what he has to offer. Seems like he's intelligent. Seems like he knows how to play office politics. And, you know, he's looking to make some moves. But as we all know, this is chess, not checkers. But he knows that. And he, in a very strategic way, goes to Lewis, where we all know Lewis is going to be Lewis. Lewis is going to be Lewis. It's, oh my God, I don't even know, like, Lewis is an idiot, man. It's like, the guy comes to you, and instead of being straightforward and saying, no, this we're not going to talk about this during the meeting, you know, basically he wants everybody to be compensated based off of how much they get billed, like the billables of the company. How much they actually bring in, that's how much you should be making. But Harvey has a different like contract where he's obviously getting paid a lot of money. Like, much more than anyone else. And Harvey justifies this because he's like, hey look, I bring quality clients that b- bill a lot to this company, so therefore, you know, I make my money, everybody else shut the fuck up, I'm the partner, you know, let's keep doing our jobs, that's the way he's thinking about it, and Lewis is just being an idiot, Donna, trying to give Lewis, like, Lewis, what are you doing, it's a bad idea, I mean, by this point, Lewis should know, when in doubt, listen to Donna, because she knows what she's talking about, but Lewis is on this high horse, he can't ever get off of, which was kind of like, okay, let's see how this turns out, and it blew up in his face, I mean, the dude has issues trying to implement plans, but I will say that I felt that Harvey, as a lot of times I always do, he's always too hard on Lewis, he's always too hard on him, so when he goes at Lewis and the way he treats him, the way he talks to him, the respect that he has for him, even though he always comes around like, Lewis, you know I really care about you. Lewis, you know we're really friends. It's like, dude, if you really have respect for this guy, treat him with the respect, you know, in front of everybody else. This whole yell at you and then apologize later, little shindig is really getting tired, even though he wants to use Donna as an excuse. And I really like the fact that um, Jessica, she was in slap mode. She was in slit it up, slit it up. Who wants to be slapped today? Lewis, because I slapped the taste out your mouth. 
I mean, that was some real black shit to say. I'm not even going to lie. When she said that, I said, what the fuck? I, I don't know if she ad-libbed that. <laughs> or they actually wrote that in the show. And then when she, when Lewis left, I slapped the taste out of my mouth. Well, I've never heard this phrase before. Is that even humanly possible? And then uh, when Harvey was in the office, what I used to say, Harvey, hey, look, you know, Harvey is like that dude from... Um, I don't know, is it called One Direction he sings that song? Maybe a gentleman. I don't know, maybe I'll try to like edit that clip of the song in, but uh, fuck YouTube will fucking flag me for copyright, so I don't even know if I can do that. But, um, you know, Harvey's just a little jealous 15-year-old boy, and it's affecting everything that's going on. You know what I mean? He's just being affected by... Lewis in every way because he's still having issues with the fact that he lost Donna. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, we get it. How long is this going to go on? But you see, the salary issue is an issue because how much you're paid basically is how much a company values you as an employee. So when Lewis actually when the repercussions from that argument and that berating that um, Harvey gave to Lewis and Lewis said basically you know let me go link up with this other guy Jack Soloff because you know I want to make Harvey feel some pain and it's like dude some pain man you, you are putting yourself in a position where you can ultimately be fired and you're not even really that good at pulling off plans and you want to expose Harvey's salary because you think you can trust this guy, Jack. Like, Jack and Lewis, could they really be a team? I mean, how many main partners do you want? Jack is only going to screw Lewis over in the end to get his name on the door. And Lewis is going to get, it's like, Lewis, you, you're just being an idiot. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? And I don't know, man. It was just, that's why I gave the episode a 7 out of 10. Because a lot of the things that were going on were mainly because Lewis was being an over-emotional idiot. And if Lewis being over-emotional is what's going to drive an episode, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to tune out. You know what I mean? Because he's going to fuck up and everybody else is going to have to try to go around and pick up the pieces when really if somebody just takes Lewis and shakes him and gets him to understand that, hey, look, you know, stop being so emotional. Yes, not everybody's going to like you all the time. But the, but you know, another one of my issues is that Lewis, he's still acting like an associate, like a senior lawyer. He's not acting like a name partner. You see, a name partner wouldn't be involved in all of these little squabbles and debates and these little things. You know, Jessica doesn't get involved with this. She dishes out orders, you take the orders, or you get knocked off to the side. That's it. That's what you do in a position of power. You don't play these games. You see, Lewis wasn't playing the chess games. He didn't come up with this idea. Basically, he was trying to prove to Harvey that I have your back. He already knows this, Lewis. God damn. How many little awkward hugs do you need to have? So it's like, I mean, I know I'm getting on Lewis a lot, but it's just that he got on my nerves a lot. So in retrospect... You know, I'm just lashing out. So, let me get off the Lewis train and move on to other things that happened in the episode, which were 
mm, pretty, you know, odd things, you know, but, but pretty cool things too, because two cool things that I liked about the episode is the fact that Mike has friends. That's one of the things that I was like, holy crap, these are actually, you know, the misfit band of uh, lawyers here. These are Mike's compadres, you know, and Mike had good news. He shared it. And you have old Jimmy here. As soon as I saw Jimmy, that's the black guy who um, played in um, the game. He used to be the play the football player in the game. I like Jimmy. He also plays in Ray Donovan. And I'm like, as soon as I seen him, I said, Jimmy's bad news. Jimmy is bad news. And as soon as he asked Mike to do this favor for him, like, hey, I have a favor for you. Matter of fact, I have a present. How do you have a favor and a present wrapped up into one? Matter of fact, a wedding gift event that I was like, Jimmy, something's fishy. And, you know, lo and behold, he had self-interest in having this case being taken up because one of his family members was a victim of, you know, basically poor medical care. And I guess one of his family members died and he made a promise to his cousin that he would take care of it. But like he said, he doesn't have the juice. You know, he doesn't have the juice at his firm. Seems like Mike didn't have the juice at his firm either. And so, you know, he wound up going to Rachel's dad and saying, hey, look, you know, the little speech that we had together, you know, those touching moments, you know, when you we're talking about, you know, basically me marrying your daughter, me being a part of the family, you coming from nothing, me coming from nothing. Like, those were good moments. Those were good genuine moments shared by a son and the papa bear and I think Mike you know I think that was a good move even though it was a last resort him going to Rachel's dad but I think that he wants to show Rachel's dad what type of guy he is and I think it'll be good for them to work together plus you have to realize once again Amber Alert Michael's a fraud and so I think that that's going to come in the future. It's going to play a big part in their marriage or their engagement period. Because, come on, if Mike's father-in-law finds out he's a fraud, he's not going to want Mike to marry his daughter, who's actually going through everything that a lawyer has to go through. We're talking about internships, law school, late night study. I mean, goddamn, every time you see Rachel at home, she's got a book in her hand. You know what I mean? So it's like, that. I feel that's going to come into play later on down the line, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this episode was really about jealousy. I mean, Harvey is fueled by this jealousy he does have over Lewis. Rachel put it right on the money. He's jealous. And because of his jealousy, you know, it's blinding him. But Harvey is best when he does have focus. So even though Harvey usually has the trump card, which in this case he had the trump card because he paid a portion of Rachel's salary for 12 years. So that was his trump card, like Rachel will be back, Rachel will be back. And why would Rachel be back? He first was betting on the fact that Rachel cared about him. That didn't work. His second trump card is, hey, you know, Shit, I pay almost half a salary. So, if she wants to still keep making that moolah, oh yeah, she's going to come right back to me. He's like a pimp. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And, and Rachel, and when she, he even um, confesses this to Rachel when he shows up at her apartment, she's like, damn, like, she kind of almost looks at him in this sad way, like, for 12 years, you had this pseudo-secret that you kept from me, but it kind of kept you going because you knew that you were doing something even if it was out, out of the kindness of your heart, which I think it honestly was, but I think it was a power thing also. You see, Harvey has all all of these power trips that he's involved in that, you know, when he has less power, it makes him feel weak, and he doesn't want to be weak. So I feel like because Harvey is such a missile, if you give him a target to shoot at, that's when he's at his best. And because of Lewis doing this whole thing with exposing how much he makes at the firm, he's like, hey, man, Lewis, all's fair in love and war. You did what you did. Now I'm going to have to do what I have to do. You know, I was going to get over the fact that he did find this new secretary. And she was, you know, it's a secretary. She knows how to do her job. But God damn, I mean, Harvey, he's a smart man. But he's a, he's a smart man. He's a meticulous man. I saw all those secretaries out in the hallway. I was like, whoo, yeah. Mm, all those pencil skirts, six-inch heels. I mean, god damn. But then, you know, he sees that old uh, Bertha. That old big Bertha. He's like, uh, how long have you been working? 25 years? Oh, it's good enough for me. And, you know, she, it's not like she's not competent. She knows how to do her job. She, um, you know, knows how to talk to Harvey, which I think is a very important thing. And she knows how to get things done. And she knows how to do what I guess at that level of law, what secretaries are expected to do. Which is stay late, go over and, be, go over and beyond the call of duty, and basically provide them with inside information so they can make informed decisions. So with all of that being said, um, good replacement. You know, we'll see how she plays out. And um, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? It was an overall pretty decent episode you know lots of things lined up we have Papa Bear and um, Mike working together on this case which you know Mike didn't really do any due diligence he interviewed one person and said oh yeah you know maybe I should help these people out so who knows if the case is really winnable you know what I mean um, Donna who knows what she's going to be getting paid now I guess her whole quality of life is going to be affected because Lewis is obviously not going to pay the money. Um, this freaking Jack Soloff actually pulled off what he wanted to pull off, which was kind of get a certain... He basically is almost alienating Harvey by getting people on in the office to look at him as something different. But at the end of the day, he's a named partner. He's everybody's boss. So let's keep that you know, in perspective, even though these members who are voting... You know, obviously they'd have a say-so. So this way, you know, no one person has that much extreme power. So, you know, as I stated, I'm not going to um, go on. I felt like I touched on a lot of points here in this episode. It was entertaining, a nice little, you know, some something to kill time, episodes of Suits. And um, I guess I'll just leave it at that. You know, thanks for listening. It's your boy, com. Catch me on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, like comment, catch me on SoundCloud, download me, you know, if you don't want to listen to me on the internet and take me with you on an iPod or something, but you know, I'm just here as a fan, 
you know, speaking into the universe. And hopefully I'm speaking to other fans who feel me on my points of view. And we'll continue this path all throughout the summer. Everybody have a good holiday. Signing out. Peace.